Hare Krishna. I don't know how I'm going to follow up with that ecstatic kirtan. Hey, welcome to the daily morning Srimad Bhagavatam class. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda 
ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಜಯ ಓಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದ ಪರಮಹಂಸ ಪರಿವ್ರಾಜಕಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಅಷ್ಟೋತ್ತರ ಸತ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಎಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರೌಪಾದ್ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಅನಂತ ಕೋಟಿ ವೈಷ್ಣವ ವೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಸು ದಿ ಅಸೆಂಬ್ಲ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಸರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಸು ದಿ ಅಸೆಂಬ್ಲ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಸರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಸು ದಿ ಅಸೆಂಬ್ಲ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಸರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಟು ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರು ಅಂಡ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಶ್ರೀ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರೌಪಾದ್ we continuing <clears throat> with canto 1 chapter 8 text 50 today uh, the chapter is titled prayers by queen kunti we are coming to the end of the chapter now few verses will be done these sets of verses are basically leading us up to this next chapter beautiful chapter passing away of bhishma dev before we begin please repeat om namo bhagavate vasudevaya ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ನರಂ ಚರೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ 
ತಯಮುದೀರೇತ್ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯೇಷ್ವದ್ರೇಷು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತಿ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತೇರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕಿ ನೈನೋರಾಜ್ಞಪ್ರಜಾಭರ್ತುರ್ ಧರ್ಮಯುದ್ಧೆ ವಧೋದ್ವಿಷಾಥು ಬೋಧಾಯ ಕಲ್ಪತೆ ಶಾಸನ ವಚ ನೈನೋರಾಜ್ನ ಪ್ರಜಾಭರ್ತುರ್ ಧರ್ಮಯುದ್ಧೆ ವಧೋದ್ವಿಷಾ ಮೇನಾಥು ಬೋಧಾಯ ಕಲ್ಪತೆ ಶಾಸನ ವಚ ನೈನೋರಾಜ್ನ ಪ್ರಜಾಭರ್ತುರ್ ಧರ್ಮಯುದ್ಧೆ ವಧೋದ್ವಿಷಾಥು ಬೋಧಾಯ ಕಲ್ಪತೆ ಶಾಸನ ವಚ ಐನೋರಾಜ್ನ ಪ್ರಜಾಭರ್ತುರ್ ಧರ್ಮಯುದ್ಧೆ ವಧೋದ್ವಿಷಾ ಮೇನಾಥು ಬೋಧಾಯ ಕಲ್ಪತೆ ಶಾಸನ ವಚ ನೈನೋರಾಜ್ನ ಪ್ರಜಾಭರ್ತುರ್ ಧರ್ಮಯುದ್ಧೆ ವಧೋದ್ವಿಷಾಥು ಬೋಧಾಯ ಕಲ್ಪತೆ ಶಾಸನ ವಚ ನೈನೋರಾಜ್ನ ಪ್ರಜಾಭರ್ತುರ್ ಧರ್ಮಯುದ್ಧೆ ವಧೋದ್ವಿಷಾ ಮೇನಾಥು ಬೋಧಾಯ ಕಲ್ಪತೆ ಶಾಸನ ವಚ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಇನ್ ಪ್ರೌಪಾಡ್ ಬೈ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಎಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರೌಪಾದ್ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರೌಪಾದ್ ಕಿ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ವರ್ಡ್ ನೆವರ್ ಏನ ಸಿನ್ಸ್ ರಾಜ್ನ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಪ್ರಜಾಭರ್ತು ಆಫ್ ವನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಗೇಜ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೇಂಟೆನೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸಿಟಿಸನ್ಸ್ ಧರ್ಮ ಫಾರ್ ದ ರೈಟ್ ಕಾಸ್ ಯುದ್ಧೆ ಇನ್ ದ ಫೈಟ್ ವಧ ಕಿಲಿಂಗ್ ದ್ವಿಷಾಂ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಎನಿಮಿಸ್ ಇತಿ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಮೇ ಫಾರ್ ಮೀ ನ ನೆವರ್ 
टू बट बोधाय फॉर सैटिस्फैक्शन कल्पते दे आर मेंट फॉर एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन शासनम इंजंक्शन वचह वर्ड्स ऑफ ट्रांसलेशन देर इज नो सिन फॉर अ किंग हु किल्स फॉर द राइट कॉज हुज एंगेज इन मेंटेनिंग हिज सिटीजन्स बट दिस इंजंक्शन इज नॉट एप्लीकेबल टू मी प्लीज रिपीट देर इज नो सिन फॉर अ किंग हु किल्स फॉर द राइट कॉज हु इज एंगेज इन मेंटेनिंग हिज सिटीजन्स बट दिस इंजंक्शन is not applicable to me corporate maharaj yudhishthira thought that although he was not actually involved in the administration of the kingdom which was being carried on well by duryodhana without harm to the citizens he caused the killing of so many living beings only for his personal gain of the kingdom from the hands of duryodhana the killing was committed not in the course of administration but for the sake of self aggrandizement and as such he thought himself responsible for the sins um the, the next verse is also a continuation of this but, but uh let's see i thought we'll do both but we'll do this for now we don't have uh, much time um so kunti marani has finished her prayers and krishna is leaving but yudhishthir maharaj is really emotional when krishna is leaving because this uh the the war of kurukshetra has Uh, just completed right they've uh, killed so many people krishna has done his job there then he's leaving to dwarka but uh, yudhishthir maharaj is so 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 sad because uh, so many different things uh, that he's talking about uh, and the reason that he gives especially in this verse um, he's saying that we've killed so many people in this war uh, millions and millions of people have been killed in this war and for what have i killed uh just because i want this kingdom right and for a kshatriya uh, uh, a, a rightful war uh is uh, is allowed is permitted uh and uh, we will see that we see that this war of kurukshetra the pandavas tried to avoid so many times it was not that they wanted to have this war right right from the beginning and we see this in kunti marani's prayers also how the duryodhana and his brothers were constantly trying to not only harm them but basically kill them right they were given poison uh, they, their house was burnt they were sent into exile and they tried to kill them there and then when they came back they wouldn't give them even a even a land that was um, the size of a pinhead right so they they tried everything possible krishna went as the peace messenger uh to to avoid this war so the the pandavas tried everything they could possibly do um uh, in order to avoid the war it's not that they they wanted to have the war so the war was inevitable and like in any war uh, there is going to be so many people who are going to die right and these are the very reasons that arjuna also gives in in the beginning the same things that yudhishthir maharaj is saying now are the same things that arjun spoke in the geeta in the beginning and said krishna i, I really don't want to fight who am i fighting uh, i'm fighting my own brothers my own cousins my my teacher dronacharya is there uh, my grandfather bhishma dev is there on that side 
my sons are there they were young people in the war right like uh, abhimanyu who was there on their side who got killed but similarly there were there so many young people on the other side and he gave so many reasons right all those reasons were very very uh, kind of logical uh, it was not something that he plucked out of the air uh, and he was he was essentially uh, uh, talking about the same thing that what am i going to do with with this kingdom uh, when nobody is there for me to enjoy the kingdom with right uh, dushir maharaj is also saying here the same thing that uh, a king uh, is permitted to kill for the right cause uh, for maintaining the citizens right when when he the king is responsible for his subjects uh, the protection of his subjects the welfare of his subjects so when there is some harm uh, the king is permitted to indulge in killing and violence to protect his citizens uh, not so that he wants to go and do something uh, for himself that's not the reason why uh, th- that's not the right reason for the kings then all the sinful activities are applic- applicable to the kings but in such cases the, the there is no sin for a kshatriya for a kshatriya who can go to war for the protection of his citizens right but uh, yudhishthir maharaj is saying this injunction is not applicable to me <laughs> which is uh, kind of strange because krishna says in the gita that there are six kinds of aggressors uh, to whom you can actually uh, you can kill them uh, these six kinds of aggressors if you kill them also no sin will occur right so and these six kinds of aggressions were uh, uh, what what do you say was shown upon the pandavas by the kauravas right so krishna says uh, uh, those six kinds of aggressors are what po- poison givers so the pandavas were given poison yes right so bhima was given poison and ironically he became even stronger <laughs> after giving them poison by krishna's mercy and then one who sets fire to the house this is the second kind of aggressor did they do that they did it right they made a house built of lac and then they set set fire to it they thinking they could kill the pandavas and then the third kind of aggressor is one who attacks with deadly weapons of course they were constantly trying to kill the pandavas uh, one who plunders riches yudhishthir maharaj was the the king right it was his rightful inheritance because his father pandu was the king uh, for, was the emperor and because of his untimely demise and uh, since the pandavas were so young when maharaj pandu left his body um, dhritarashtra was like a caretaker king right uh, although he was the eldest he was blind so he he was not eligible to be a king so that thing was there constantly at the back of his mind and when he saw saw this opportunity to somehow usurp the kingdom from the pandavas he took it um and uh, he he says this when krishna goes and tells him uh, or I, i think is it uh, akrura right krishna krishna sends akrura uh, after he goes to mathura and kills kangsa he sends akrura uh, i think back to hastinapur to go and see the welfare of the pandavas and then he stays there for a few months just to see what's happening there what's the political situation there and things like that uh and then he clearly sees that the pandavas are in danger they they they're constantly in in threat uh, for their lives right and then he goes to dhritarashtra and gives him counsel and then he says uh, what you're doing is not right the kingdom is the rightful uh, the, the pandavas are the rightful uh, heirs of the kingdom 
and uh, it's it's better that you give them the kingdom and uh, uh, and if not uh, all your sons are going to die he's is pretty direct in in predicting what's going to happen right but uh, dhritarashtra is he knows this that's the that's the amazing part he says to akrura that yes i know this i know what i'm doing is not right but i'm not able to help myself <laughs> the 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 love i have for my sons is blinding my decision just like he was physically blind he was blind spiritually also dhritarashtra so he couldn't do the right thing uh, up until later also right then vidura had to come and shake him up uh, we will see that in the in the coming chapters but that was the situation that they knew what they were doing the the kauravas right they were plundering what was rightfully the pandavas the other kind of aggressor is one who occupies others land this is very straight for that's what they were doing and even when they came and said give us like five villages because that's the nature of the kshatriyas right that when arjuna says krishna i don't want to fight anymore i want to go back to the forest and live there i don't want to fight this war krishna says uh, it it won't work because that's not your nature you can't go and beg in the forest uh, because they were kshatriyas right so they had to rule uh, they had to administer in some way or the other so they asked that we don't want this huge kingdom but just give us at least these five villages for that uh, duryodhana was not even willing to do that he he said you, you're not even going to get a land that's the size of a pinhead what about five villages you're not only not even going to get that and then the last thing is one who kidnaps a wife the entire thing started because of that right <laughs> so when they lost the gambling match the the kauravas wanted to see draupadi naked in the in the assembly of thousands of men and they pulled her uh, using her hair into the middle of the assembly uh, and tried to disrobe her which was really really horrible uh, horrible thing to do and that um, set the whole thing uh, in motion right after that point it was virtually impossible for uh, for the war not to happen they tried to avert it even even then but then eventually the the war had to happen so we see that there is all reason for uh, the pandavas to fight uh, nobody can fault the pandavas for fighting and killing the kauravas because they had all the shastric injunctions in their favor and they tried everything possible to avoid the war but we see yudhishthira maharaj lamenting for it and that is the nature of a vaishnava right the prabhupada has given lecture on this verse and the next verse i think the entire series of kunti marani's prayers prabhupada has given a set of lectures they are really beautiful so he says how this shows that uh, this is the nature of a vaishnava that they are always humble and meek um, so chaitanya mahaprabhu says that trinadapi sunichena tarorapi sahishnuna amanina manadina kirtaniya sadahari that we should be um, more humble than a blade of grass Uh, tolerant more tolerant than a tree and give all respects to others and expect none from uh, from them and in this mode we have to chant the holy names of the lord so this is the golden standard for humility right and we see in the bhagavatam that these pure devotees of the lord are exhibiting uh, these qualities but this doesn't mean that if a vaishnava is humble uh, he's going to uh, he's going to be trampled we see prabhupada also uh, makes this point that although the pandavas were vaishnavas of the highest order in the in the purpose before pandava uh, prabhupad calls them pandava mahatmas right 
Mahatmanastu Maam Partha, Daivim Prakriti Mashrita. That these Mahatmas are people who have taken complete shelter of this uh, internal energy of mind, Krishna says, right? These are complete pure devotees of the Lord, the Pandavas. So we see their humble side, but when, when the time came, they were not afraid, afraid to defend themselves, uh, go into war. But they, they did it for the right reasons, right? They did it because Krishna asked them to do it. That is what, um, uh, is the nature of a Vaishnava. Uh, and, they, and and you see this, that he is more concerned about the citizens here. That the Vaishnava's nature is that they are constantly Jiva uh, Dhoya. Uh, right? They are merciful to all the living entities. That is the nature of a Vaishnava. Uh, I, I remember this nice story from Chaitanya Charitamrita where uh, Sanatan Goswami uses these play of words. So, Vallabhacharya is, uh, is is coming to meet uh, Rupa Goswami. And then uh, he is asking Rupa Goswami, uh, are you writing any books? Is Are you uh, do, uh, commenting on anything? And then Rupa Goswami at that point is working on his uh, Bhakti Rasamrata Sindhu. And then uh, uh, he shows him the Bhakti Rasamrata Sindhu. Vallabhacharya goes through it and he, he misunderstands one verse. Uh, I won't get into that. But uh, Rupa Goswami... Uh, says, doesn't say anything. Says, yeah, what you're saying is right. And then he goes away. But Jiva Goswami is there, who is the disciple of Rupa Goswami. He's seeing all this. And then he goes after Vallabhacharya and then goes and tells him that, oh, that is not how you're supposed to understand this particular verse. Uh, it is in a different way. So he corrects him uh, for that particular verse. And Vallabhacharya, after hearing this from Jiva Goswami, comes back. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, tells Rupa Goswami that oh what I how I understood this verse was not right. Your disciple, wonderful disciple Jiva Goswami, uh, Jiva, he came and uh, told me what the how I should properly understand this verse. Uh, at that point, uh, Rupa Goswami gets really really upset, uh, and then uh, he he didn't he Rupa Goswami could have directly said that right uh, that this is not how you should understand, but he gave all respects to Vallabhacharya, and then now it would look like. Uh, he didn't say anything, but he sent his disciple to go and correct him. Right, so Rupa Goswami became really upset, uh, and then uh, said Jiva, Jiva Goswami that you are not my disciple anymore. You go away. You should not be with me at all. Jiva Goswami is so 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 upset, and then he goes by some ghat. I forget the name of the ghat, uh, and then he's stopped eating. He's lamenting, and then all the citizens of that particular place uh, come to see Jiva Goswami because who's this sadhu? He's not eating anything, he's constantly chanting Krishna's names and is lamenting so much what's happening. And then Sanatana Goswami is like the like the father figure of the entire Vraj. Right? So he knows everybody there and then he hears from some people that there is this new sadhu who has come here uh, and then uh, he's constantly lamenting and he's not eating anything. And then he goes and sees and his Jiva Goswami there. <laughs> and then he is almost there, about to die because he's, he's got some disease and he's not eating anything because his spiritual master has rejected him. So Sanatan Goswami comes and talks to uh, Rupa Goswami that uh, what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tell us? Uh, what are the two principles, he says? Jiva uh, Doya and Namaruchi. That we should be compassionate to living entities and then we should have ruchi for taste, uh, chanting the holy names of the Lord. Right? And then he says, okay, is Jiva not a Jiva? <laughs> Sanatan Goswami asks that Jiva Goswami, you, you've exiled him. Uh, sh- shouldn't you show him compassion? 
so then rupa goswami calls him back and things like that so this is one of the primary uh, qualities of a vaishnav is that he is compassionate uh, where we say this every day vancha kalpatrubhyasya kripa sindhu bhayavacha right kripa sindhu which means he is an ocean of mercy uh, the the vaishnava and we sing this every day in the in the morning uh, prayers every day we start with some sharadhavan alalidha loka trinaya karunya gana ganatam so that like that krishna is the ocean of mercy and the spiritual master is getting that ocean and then giving it to all the living entities who are suffering in this uh, material world who's compared to a forest fire right so that is the nature of a vaishnava is that he is very 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 compassionate and then he goes to such an extent, extent uh, a prabhupada explains why he is saying this in the purport right he says that uh, uh, the administration of the kingdom who was the king at that time was duryodhana right before the war was happening which was being carried on well by duryodhana without harm to the citizens so which is which we would think is the the duty of a king right we see in the current world that all the citizens <laughs> are being so exploited so much uh, the the government is taxing them so much giving them nothing no protection whatsoever in fact they're trying to take 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 from the citizens and never think about the welfare of the citizens the politicians think uh, what can i get out of this uh, and uh, they give little bit freebies here or there so that the citizens are a little bit satisfied there is not a revolution as such but nobody is thinking about the actual welfare of the citizens and here um uh, prabhupada is explaining that uh, yudhishthira maharaj is thinking that duryodhana did not cause, cause any harm to the citizens right they were they were taken care of properly but in spite of that we killed them uh, and then we had to take his kingdom why because the king is being responsible by not harming the citizens but is that the case uh, but w- if that was the case why did krishna have to conduct the kurukshetra war because krishna says this very clearly to arjuna that arjuna this war is going to happen i have killed everybody already if you want you participate but this is going to happen you be an instrument nimitta matram bhavasabhya sachin right arjuna you be an instrument in what i have planned this is going to happen uh whether you like it or not so if krishna does this it, it, it there must be some reason to put yudhishthira maharaj uh, in the throne isn't it so we we can see these exact same parallels that are happening in the current times that we live in also okay there might be some government say the people say that uh, uh, the scandinavian countries right everybody is rich uh, they have money they have healthcare they have everything but still we see that they are not really happy uh, because we have taken god out of everything uh, prabhupada used to say this famous thing right that that the christians would go into the into the church and then pray god give me my daily bread and then the russian communists would stand outside the church and ask them hey you go and you went and prayed to god uh, for bread did did, did they give, did he give you your daily bread and then they would say now you come and ask us for your daily bread we we will provide you the daily bread right that is the nature of the governments now that they want to take god completely out of the equation and hence they are causing the highest harm <laughs> that you can do to any citizens it's not harmless right duryodhana although he was not causing any harm to the citizens was doing everything for his own satisfaction right 
I am doing this so that people will think I am so great. I am the greatest uh, king. So I will protect them. If somebody went against what he said, uh, uh, what he said, Duryodhana could not tolerate it, right? He would go and uh, harm them. <laughs> that is the nature of governments and dictators that we see in this world also. Uh, that uh, they are fine as long as you toe the line. <laughs> if you say anything against what they want you to, uh, what they want you to say, <laughs> then it's a big problem. Because we don't have God in the center of uh, our lives in, in the government anymore. So, but Yudhishthir Maharaj was a pure devotee of the Lord, right? So, when Yudhishthir Maharaj was the king, uh, I think in the previous chapters, uh, it says it describes how his kingdom was, right? The the crops were going on time, the rain was there on time. There was not too much heat, there was not too much cold, there were there was no uh, pandemic or pestilence or whatever. Uh, in his kingdom, everything was happening perfectly. Citizens were perfectly happy. But the main ingredient that Yudhishthir Maharaj added, with the most important ingredient, was Krishna was in the center of everything that he did. Uh, this famous thing that you can have so many zeros, right? But if you don't have this one in the beginning, it's, it's useless. So we can try to do so many things, but if Krishna is not involved in anything that we do, then it's it's practically useless. So, Although Yudhishthir Maharaj might think like this, that he's, Prabhupada says in that lecture that this is the nature of a Vaishnava. We see that it's the same with Arjuna also, right? In the beginning of the Gita, also he's thinking so, so many things that why should we kill these people? He's showing so much compassion. Uh, and uh, it's not that Arjuna was, uh, Arjuna was as a coward, right? He was the greatest warrior of his times. And there are so many stories to illustrate uh, illustrate this. So, similarly, Yudhishthir Maharaj and the Pandavas also were not uh, were not cowardly. So, it shows their uh, Vaishnava quality of uh, humbleness and uh, compassion towards other living entities for his uh, lamentation. And there is a reason also that Krishna, in the, in the verse before, or in the beginning, I think, yeah, so in text 46, it says... King Yudhishthira, who was much aggrieved, could not be convinced. Despite instructions by great sages, headed by Vyasa, and the, and the Lord, Krishna himself, the performer of superhuman feats, and despite all historical evidence. So, the great sages tried to convince Yudhishthira Maharaj, even Krishna himself tried to convince Yudhishthira Maharaj. But he was inconsolable. And uh, it is because Krishna wanted Yudhishthira Maharaj to go and hear this instruction from another pure devotee of of his, which is Bhishma Dev, who is just about to leave his body now, So, which is the next chapter. So, it's beautiful, beautiful instructions of Bhishma Dev that we'll hear, that will uh, try to console Yudhishthir Maharaj. So, we're already a little bit over time. I think uh, I'll stop here for now, and if there are any questions or comments, I'll, I'll take them. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Which comes back to the entire point of Varnashram. This is a huge, <laughs> huge topic, right? If you have lost access to truth, which means we are not having Brahmanas anymore uh, who are leading the society, right? So, uh, the, the, the Brahmanas were such that they were not uh, answerable to anybody. 
they were not getting paid by anybody and hence they could voice their opinions freely because it doesn't matter i'm not dependent on anybody i'm completely dependent on krishna and hence i can say the truth as it is i don't have to worry about any consequences for it i mean we have something similar in in our educational institutions in terms of uh, tenure right professors have tenure because they can never be fired after that so they are free to voice their opinions but the problem with that is there is no krishna there so their opinions are not useful anymore okay you are free to voice your opinions but it is not based on anything that is uh, f- proper foundational right so in even in our material world we see the need for this that we need people who who uh, who we want who can say things to us directly as they are um but this is the breakdown of the varnashram system in our society right that's why we have this problem that the kshatriyas are not taking advice from the brahmanas anymore because the kshatriyas uh, the brahmanas can control themselves right they have the self control so they know their their line but the nature of the kshatriyas is that uh, they are passionate right the brahmanas in the are in the mode of goodness the kshatriyas are passionate so sometimes they can cross the line and we see that even in shrimad bhagavatam right when when dhruva maharaj goes uh, his uh, brother is killed uttama is killed by the yakshas so he goes and kills them left right and center is indiscriminately killing the yakshas and then uh, but then uh, swayambhava manu i think uh, comes and gives him counsel and says you should not do this what you're doing is not right they kill one person and then you're going and killing thousands and thousands of people and then but he listens that is the quality of a kshatriya right although he is passionate uh, when he is counseled by the brahmana then he he can control himself at that point he can bring his control senses back but now there is nobody right i think it's practically the the vaishyas who who are running the garments right it's, it's money the businesses the big businesses that are running uh, everything and uh, and uh, the the nature of business men is that ultimately it's the profit what am i going to get out of it right so then there is no uh, other consideration but the kshatriyas they're ruling perfectly in the sense that they want everything for the welfare of the citizens uh, that's one thing and the other thing we see is uh, all the kshatriyas who have power right at some point give everything up and then go to the forest we see in the case of the pandavas they give everything up and then go go to the forest uh, even dhritarashtra does this right when once vidura comes and shakes him up he he leaves everything and goes to the forest so this is required for a kshatriya because power corrupts right so when you have power it's very hard to leave it and let go of everything and go because you have power to manipulate things and influence people like that so it is very necessary for the kshatriyas to you know leave everything at some point it's very important we see this in the case of maharaj prithu also throughout the bhagavatam we have so many examples that these exemplary kings uh, can leave things like this because they're not attached to their power or position like that because they're doing it for the right reason uh, the king is called the representative of god right so they're doing it on behalf of krishna so so that's what's happening that we have a complete breakdown because okay varnashram is there in its most corrupt form because krishna is out of it 
<laughs> when Krishna is there, then everything is proper. Each person is there in this proper position that makes them happy. And then, more than that, there is spiritual progress. <laughs> That's the thing. Nobody is, um, uh, what do you say, exploiting anybody else. So, so that's that's what's happening. Yeah, <clears throat> the question was, uh, Kunti Mataji is asking, if, if, yeah, so Kunti Mataji is asking if that's what Prabhupada wanted, that in the end of his life he was pushing for Varnashram in the society. If that's what Prabhupada wanted. <laughs> I can't say what Prabhupada wanted <laughs> because... The spiritual master is unlimited, just like Krishna, right? You just cannot pinpoint exactly what the spiritual master wants. But there are clear instructions from Srila Prabhupada on that he wanted some, I don't know if he wanted, like, there is, I mean, there is equal number of instructions where he wanted farm communities and things like that. Uh, but he also wanted preaching to go on in the cities, uh, right? So there, there definitely needs to be some form of Varnashram. I don't know which extent it is, right? It's, it's a spectrum. Uh, you could put Varnashram in wherever we want. But as devotees, the main thing is we need to know our nature. Uh, and then that's what Krishna is emphasizing throughout the Gita. And Bhagavatam has examples of people. Prabhupada says every single psychological phenomenon you can find in this world is there in Srimad Bhagavatam. So we see our nature and then we kind of relate to devotees of those nature in Srimad Bhagavatam. And ultimately, the Varnashrama is there so that we can progress in our spiritual life. Varnashrama is still material in nature, right? It's there as a part of this material world. It's a structure that Krishna has put in place. It's not something that's... Krishna says, Chatur Varnam Maya Shristam. I created this Varnashrama system. So, definitely we need... Prabhupada said, we want we want to create uh, the head of the society. Iskon, he wanted to create Brahmanas in Iskon who could lead the society, right? So that was primarily his reason, uh, his motivation, I feel. I don't know about the Kshatriya aspect. Because uh, the devotees tried, right? They wanted to create a party, in God we trust party. Then Prabhupada in the beginning was okay with it. Then he pulled the plug on it and said, hey, now is not the time. We need to do something else. So some, Prabhupada had different visions based on time, place and circumstance that an Acharya can do. right? So that's why we need the guidance of a spiritual master to say, hey, what is your nature? Uh, and then work according to our nature. The spiritual master gives us instructions according to our nature, uh, and then so that we can progress spiritually. Ultimately, that is the goal. Whether you have Varnashram or not, and ultimately, if you don't progress spiritually, then uh, everything is useless. <laughs> many, 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 right? Yeah, so Prabhu is asking if uh, if I have identified uh, persons or characters in the Bhagavatam uh, that are similar to my nature, uh, right? Oh, many. <laughs> Say, uh, uh, Gajendra, for example, uh, like, he was... In a very comfortable situation materially, he had he was the king of the herd of the elephants. He had so many she elephants for him and things like that. And then and yet when he went to the uh, uh, the 
the river he got caught by the crocodile right it's like he he had like a tamasic nature in him but also he had some mode of goodness in him right so i can relate to it it's not that i'm suffering so much uh, in my material situation krishna has given me a comfortable life uh, materially but yet if i can forget krishna <laughs> finally he had to give him so much trouble for gajendra to finally go and pray to krishna right to evoke krishna and then like daksha i would say like sometimes i get really angry and then you see you can end up with the head of a goat <laughs> when you have that nature right daksha has had to have his head cut off and then there also how he could behave with the devotees right like why because of our anger we could we could behave improperly towards devotees which is what he did to lord shiva isn't it the consequences could be terrible and but but in all these circumstances in shrimad bhagavatam krishna never breaks your back right he pushes you and pushes you and pushes you to realize what's happening so that he can clean your anarthas but he never broke gajendra although he was in fighting for thousands of years or whatever he was there in a moment when gajendra called for him right so krishna is always there when we call for him similarly even daksha finally he prays and then krishna accepts his prayer okay i'm going to give you a goat's head <laughs> go and do what you're doing indra for example so much pride he had that i am the doer right i have that all the time i think when i do something nice when somebody says hey you did a nice thing you think oh it's me <laughs> then we might forget the fact that hey it's krishna who is actually doing everything right and even like in this was we could think that i am the best friend of everybody and say that hey i am protecting everybody i am he is my best friend but boktaram yagin tapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram surdam sarvabhutanam krishna is the best friend of everybody so like that there are innumerable examples prabhu i have too many holes <laughs> i can identify go keep going on identifying so many characters in the bhagavatam with the flaws that i have <laughs> okay yes bro this there was a lot of debate on this battle of kurukshetra yeah before it happened was the whole bhagavad gita debate one side from the other and then after now we're, they're still debating on it yeah even after it's all over yeah um so we see that today like countries they said that there's a tendency to have a, a war of information mm. uh, although we don't talk about that much during bhagavatam class there's mm. uh, as we get out the door there's going to be some discussion about something that everybody talks about yeah seems like 24 hours a day nowadays is the corona pandemonium yeah and we see the and the it's caused a lot of dissension amongst devotees mm. because you know some devotees feel like we should just follow guru sadhu and shastra mm. um, you know use the ayurveda that we should fight disease with uh, the advice from brahmins and mm. with the scriptures and and there's other devotees say well that that's that hocus pocus is good in bhagavatam class but in the real world the absolute truth is the cdc mm-hmm. the government and the guidelines that we have to follow we should wear these masks we should wear yeah. uh, 
some devotees come to the temple, they've got plastic gloves on, plastic face mask, and, and the mask. And other devotees aren't paying any attention to any of that. So how do we uh, kind of rise ab- above these uh, uh, dualities, you know, these, these, these different kinds of... Uh, uh, that, Dichotomies, the dissension that you know we have, Vaishnavas, we should all be united. Yeah. And then, but yet we 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 end up getting divided over something that's not that's actually temporary. It's not even part of the scriptures or yeah. or or anything that's really mean that we. It's not Krishna. It's just this like yeah. a phenomenon in the material world. Correct. But yet it's it's manages to cause so much. Uh, For lack of a better word, just uh, operad, you know, from yeah. from one side to another. Yeah. So, how how can we uh, keep on, come to the transcendental platform yeah. and know that even if we have disagreements on things, that overall we're all united. Yeah, Christian service. So I I, I can say two things on this. One is it's the nature of this material world that are that there are always going to be conflicts. This is essentially the re, uh, the message of the Mahabharata, right? There are always going to be dharmas that are conflicting to each other. I'll give you a simple example. So I work in a work in an office. My dharma dharma is to go and uh, work every day because they're paying me money. Uh, that's my dharma, right? I am also married. So say my wife is sick. My, my dharma is also to be a husband and then take care of my wife, right? But there are two dharmas. Every day I have to go to work, but now she is sick. So there is a conflict of these two dharmas that are happening. So, but in my case, it could be straightforward that, hey, today I need to go and take care of my wife because she's sick. So one dharma will always supersede the other dharma. But this is a very simple example, right? It's very straightforward here what you can choose. But the nature of this material world is that... the the dharma is always going to be conflicting. That is the nature of this world. There is nothing that's going to be straightforward. And in Arjuna's case, it was a terrible, terrible conflict, right? In the the Gita. That's that's why we have the Gita. So so that's one thing, that we are always going to have conflicts. Even in this material world, we have even transcendental conflicts between Radharani and Chandravali's party in the spiritual world, (laughs) right? So people have different ways in which they think they can serve Krishna. But ultimately, if we have Krishna in the center, if that's what we want to do, then Krishna adjusts things and then gives us the proper intelligence. Uh, he says, Machitta madgata prana bodh, uh, nai, uh, Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam priti purakam dadami buddhi yogam tam enamam upayantite. That for those devotees who are uh, completely uh, dependent on me, they, I give them the intelligence by which they can come to me. So I think that's what we should uh, emphasize more. Okay, we can talk about. I mean, these things are natural for us to discuss because it's affecting our day-to-day lives on how we live and things like that. But okay, you you have to draw a line and say that I'm going to only give so much importance to all these things, and then primarily focus on Krishna Kata. That's why we have the Srimad Bhagavatam. Reality distinguished from illusion for the welfare of all. That is Srimad Bhagavatam. Right when the, the 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 questions by the sages, they ask six questions. Uh, one of it is, what is it that will give? Uh, that is the welfare for everybody. Something like that, right? 
that's the question that they are asking. What is one thing that will be beneficial to everybody is one of their questions, which is Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, that it is, we should take more shelter of Krishna, Srimad Bhagavatam. It's Prabhupada's life's work. Right? If he didn't want uh, us to take uh, shelter of Bhagavatam, why did he write Srimad Bhagavatam waking up in the middle of the night? So that, that's what I would say. Instead of focusing too much, okay, we have to do what we have to do to protect ourselves. Uh, but beyond that, we should depend on Krishna and then start focusing on uh, on, on the Srimad Bhagavatam in the, in the association of devotees. Because if that is not there, then like what you said, so many things start creeping in. And and the other thing is, in in any society, right? Uh, in in a, in a spiritual society, there are three kinds of devotees: the Kanishta Adhikaris, the Madhyama Adhikaris, and the Uttam Adhikaris. Um, the Kanishta Adhikaris are practically, uh, uh, Jiva Goswami says, useless for preaching <laughs> because of their nature. Is that they have the relationship with them and the and the and the deity, nothing else. I am so great. I I want to come and uh, they, they are more temple devotees. Outside temple, they don't have Krishna, you know. But we should. The Jiva Goswami says we should quickly rise to the platform of Madhyamadikari, where we can distinguish between things. Where Madhyamadikari has four qualities, right? He loves Krishna. He makes friendship with the devotees. He preaches to the innocent and stays away from the envious people. And these these are all there even in a single person, right? Even within us, we have our envious side, we have our uh, innocent side, we have our side where we can have friendships. So when we are dealing with devotees, we can try to avoid that thing that pokes at their envious side, right? We stay away from that side. And then we develop friendship with the side of those devotees that we can develop friendships with, we can preach to their innocent side. And ultimately, all of us come together to love Krishna. That's the purpose of the entire International Society for Krishna Consciousness. So, so that's what I would say that we should all quickly <laughs> come to the try to come to the platform of uh, Madhimadikari and lose our Kanishta tendencies. Then we can try to see, see things from a proper perspective. And even if we disagree, we can disagree cordially <laughs> instead of going in social media and then bashing each other or uh, talking about Vaishnava. It's nasty, right? It's not helping anybody. And like you said, it's getting into aparad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, yeah, and it's the mad elephant offense, right? You're trying to grow this creeper that you have, and then you have the elephant running around in your in your garden. <laughs> it's basically uprooting everything in its way. So then we should be careful. Okay, if we disagree on something with a devotee, it's fine. But we agree on so many other things, right? We agree that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. Bhakti is the only way we can go back home, back to Godhead. Let's do something together that all of us agree on, right? And even in Prabhupada's times, I'm sure you, you might know much more that there were always different opinions among devotees, right? That somebody wanted to do in a specific way, somebody else might want to do it in a specific way. Prabhupada somehow harmonized everything. So that's why we need like a acharya, <laughs> right? So we need spiritual masters are important that somebody who is there in a society who can guide the society and then harmonize uh, all these conflicts that are happening in a nice way that is beneficial for everybody. That's the amazing part about Prabhupada, right? That he would harmonize it in such a way that it was completely um, beneficial for both those devotees who were in direct conflict. Uh, so, so that's what I would say.
Yeah, so uh, Kunti Mataji is saying that every Saturday they go on Sankirtan, uh, Vishnu Priya Mataji and Chakri Prabhu, uh, in, in Greenville Avenue, right? Lower Greenville Avenue. So, yeah, we can go and do Harinam for people who have the time at that that particular time when they're doing. So, so many things we can do. We sit like this and read Bhagavatam in the Association of Devotees, like that. So, but we, we should do more of that. <laughs> then all these... I, I, I heard this story from, I think, Giriraj Maharaj. So, in Bombay, there used to be so many conflicts. So, he was the temple president there and people used to come and tell him, hey, this is happening, that is happening. But he would say, hey, wait for wait till this Ekadashi. After Ekadashi, I'm going to give you a solution for this. So, what they had in Bombay was Ekadashi, they would have these huge kirtans that were happening throughout the day or something like that. And then Maharaj says, magically, those those would never come after Ekadashi to him. Those conflicts would never come after Ekadashi to him. So, that's a nice nice instruction, right? That we focus more on Krishna Kata and Kirtan and then these conflicts resolve by themselves. So, that's something. Now, you just reminded me of how Prabhupada used to deal with devotees having a fight. Yeah. He would usually just see that the problem was that they were fighting, mm-hmm. not what they were fighting about. Like one devotee would write Prabhupada, complain about another devotee, and Prabhupada would say, well, you know, Guru Kripa says one thing, you say another thing. What can I say? You know, he would always, you couldn't get Prabhupada to take a side, you know. He he would just, he'd be like, you know, don't, you got you have to work this out. How can, I, how can you manage if you're fighting, you know? Don't make me come back there. <laughs> you know, like... Like a father who just who, who knows that what the children are fighting about is really silly, you know, yeah. over a toy or something, <laughs> and then he would just um, let them kind of you know express themselves. But then, all right, let's get back to the business yeah. and work together for spreading this Krishna consciousness movement. Yeah. Ultimately, that that's the thing that we we are all here to serve Prabhupada in pushing this mission, right? Okay, we might have different opinions on how to do that but ultimately we have to push things forward if you're not doing that then you're not serving the guru so okay we'll stop here for now way over time <laughs> thank you Hare krishna grantaraj Srimad bhagavatam ki jai shula Prabhupada ki jai gaura bhakta vrind ki jai <laughs>